0: Welcome to our Good Friday edition of POP. Now, this is going to be a little bit longer and a little bit different than you're used to hearing because instead of a sermon, you're going to be hearing the audio recording of a reading of a play that we did during our Good Friday service. Now, this play is based on a story called The Sword, and this short story is in this collection of children's sermons called Angels and Donkeys. And what's significant about this collection of stories is they were all written by André Trocmé, this Huguenot pastor in France, and he read these children's sermons on Christmas Eve uh, during different years during World War II. And this pastor was responsible for leading his community in this quiet, non-violent act of resistance against the Nazis. You see, his community was responsible for sheltering and rescuing thousands of refugees, many of them Jewish, to escape the horrors of the Holocaust during World War II. And they did all of this very quietly and very non-violently. And this story kind of reflects what was going on at that time, as well as what's going on with war and violence in our world today. And so we thought it was important for you to hear this. Now the play itself, it follows these different biblical characters imagining what might have happened after Holy Week. And it's a story of violence, and ultimately, redemption. So I hope you enjoy this special experience, the reading of The Sword.
1: Old man, is this not the Garden of Gethsemane? It looks, it looks different. I fear I am lost. Yeah. The other evening, it was full of rocks and thorny bushes, yet today it is clean and, and well-tilled.
2: This is indeed the Garden of Olive Trees. What can I do for you?
1: Well, well here's the story. You know, the other night, um, dur- during the, the riot... Uh, the riot that was here? Well, yes. Well, I somehow lost a sword. Did you find it, perchance?
3: Caretaker, caretaker. Did you find the sword I picked up the other night? I hid it in a bush.
4: Old man, you must have found a sword here in the garden. Give it to me now.
2: Uh, I found a sword, indeed. But I can't give it to just anyone. You see, what happened to all my young plants when the angry crowd was here?
3: I must have
2: it. It Give it to me. It belongs to me. me. It belongs to me. Now. It can't. The the sword can't be given to just anyone. It, It must be, it must be used for the good of
1: all people. Well, I came to fetch the sword, to put it back where it belongs. My master, Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth, was arrested here the other evening. A criminal. Last week. I discovered the high priest's plan to put him to death. I snuck into the temple to borrow the sword to defend my master.
4: Clearly this cannot be good. Let him
1: finish. When the guard showed up to arrest Jesus, I knew what was coming next. So I pulled out the sword to defend him, to save him. Well, I swung the sword sword wildly, hitting a man and severing his ear. Oh no. My master was not happy with what I did. He immediately cured the man, completely reattaching the ear in an instant. (sighs) Jesus turned to me and he scolded me. And those who take the sword will perish by the sword, put the sword back in its place. I was so scared. I I threw the sword away and ran into the night.
4: A coward. As
1: well. Oh, you know what happened the next day. It's all my fault. Because of my actions with the sword, Jesus was accused of being an evildoer. He was crucified because of my fear. So
2: why are you here?
1: Let me take the sword to repair my mistake. I have come to retrieve the sword and return it to the temple. This was my master's last wish of me. And... And that would be for the best of all people? Well, when the Messiah returns, the sword must be found in the temple next to the altar. The Messiah would use the sword to vanquish all enemies and create everlasting peace. I see. Um, child,
2: what do you have to tell?
3: Well, I don't like the way Simon Peter behaved. The other evening he acted like a coward, abandoning the one he calls master. He fled like, well, like a child.
1: I I was just, I was-
3: You are going to give me the sword because I am leaving today with the other patriots. In the caves near the Dead Sea, we have formed a militia to defend and save the Messiah when they return. Jesus himself said the Son of Man would bring the sword, not peace.
2: And, And if the Messiah cannot find the sword in the temple?
3: The Messiah will find a large army ready to serve him. We will expel the Romans and reestablish David's kingdom.
2: And that would be best?
3: Yes, this is the best use of the sword for the good of all
4: people. Hush, child, I cannot stand your words. This sword has already done too much harm. We need to stop it. From causing even more problems. But I am fixing I problems. Said I to fix. to fix. huh? This master, the Messiah that you f- refer to, this is my son. Thirty years ago, when I was at the temple, the old man Simeon came to me, and he said to me, "A sword will pierce your soul." Well, at the time. I didn't know what he meant. I brushed it off as ramblings of an old man. It wasn't until recently that those words came back to me, and I, I understood. My son dying as a criminal because of that cursed sword that you raised.
1: But I didn't, I didn't know. You
4: knew very well, very well, that my son did not want to answer evil with evil. Give me the sword. I will take it to Galilee. I will cast it into the waters and there it will never pierce the soul of another mother.
2: And and that would be the best for all people. Yes. Maybe it's time for me to tell you all a story. Just, I,
1: I, I must defend. fulfill my Let word, me get
4: please. Rid please. Of the sword.
2: Would you listen? I have not always been the caretaker of the garden that you see. 30 years ago, I was the chief guard to King Herod.
4: 30, 30 years ago. 30 years. Herod.
2: Herod, you know, set out to return David's kingdom to its historical borders. He even succeeded thanks to his alliance with the Romans. He began rebuilding the temple. He, sumptuous palaces, all the grandeur of the city of David. Herod was relentless, fighting our enemies and yet dispatching, dispatching many who seemed problematic. I was a young patriot too. I was, I was eager for the coming of the Messiah. So you're gonna give me the story? Let me finish. I saw the good Herod was doing. I, I was eager to, to enter his service. I saw him perhaps as the forerunner of the Messiah.
4: But, but there's so... Uh, again, let me finish.
2: Herod noticed my, my eagerness, my enthusiasm. He summoned me to his throne room. He said, I appoint you to be my chief guard. Go into the temple. You will find a sword there. It is the sword of Judas Maccabeus, who was a great patriot, hero of our nation. He defeated our enemies. He purified the temple. Though Judas was killed in the Battle of Berzate, his sword hangs in a place of honor. It offers a memory of a great patriot.
3: This is getting good.
2: I was a soldier. I obeyed. I was loyal, so... But I was young, I was so young, and the idea of a career and, and future glory, it filled me with enthusiasm. And only later I realized with much impatience.
4: The impatience of youth. Yes,
2: this sword, it was, it was magnificent. A, a blade much larger than other weapons. I carried it proudly. I hoped one day to be a great liberator, just as Judas Maccabeus was. Then I realized that by taking the sword, I was adding one more horror to all of the horrors that Herod had committed already. And the last I would commit soon would be unforgivable. But, but you were just following orders. Orders. Listen, last Friday, I found this glorious sword in my garden, this cursed sword. I was, I knew what it was. I was terrified. Was it some kind of omen? Was it, was it back to bring more suffering, more evil? And, and the evil, my fears were realized the evil took Jesus from us. But what about the
3: whore?
2: Yes. After I was appointed chief guard to Herod, I was informed of a rebellion in Bethlehem. A child had been born. The prophet said it might be the Messiah. It would topple Herod's empire, so he ordered his guard to kill all the male infants under three years of age. I I obeyed.
4: You monster.
2: Uh, the, the next day, I, I tried to clean all the blood off the sword. That innocent blood, I thought somehow I might be able to undo what I had done in the name of my king. Shepherds came out of the field, they surrounded me, they shouted at me, they raged. What have you done, innocent children, the Messiah? Get away from here, you monster. And so I ran, <laughs> I ran as fast as I could out of Bethlehem, out of where anyone might recognize me as the monster that I was.
4: And so that's how you came to be here.
2: Yes, can God forgive me after, after my crime, my, my horror? Beware. The person who takes a sword, who serves God, the God of love with violence, that person is the enemy of God, of all people.
4: Should we tell him the whole truth? Old man, raise your head, for I have some amazing news for you. It's still a secret, but soon the whole world will know. Yes, yes, Jesus was arrested here in this garden and later was crucified, but three days later, however, Jesus was raised from the dead by God. I saw my son again, I ate with him, I drank with him. This
2: woman, this can't be. The prophet foretold of the Messiah 30 years ago in Bethlehem, I followed my orders.
4: The miracles of God. You, you did not kill the Messiah because we left the city a few minutes before the guards arrived.
2: What are you saying?
4: You did not kill the Messiah. An angel of the Lord came to my husband in a dream and the angel told us to flee, flee to Egypt and to remain there until he came to us again.
2: I didn't kill the Messiah.
4: Old man, God is so powerful and so good that he repairs even the horrors that we commit. Through this grace, God transformed your crime into deliverance. Simon Peter also swung that sword condemning Jesus, but through this act, God transformed death into salvation for Simon, for all people. Do you believe?
2: I, I do, I I believe.
4: Now, give me the sword, for Jesus is alive. He does not need to be protected. Allow me to be rid of the sword so that it may never harm again. I,
2: I have some good news for you.
4: What now?
2: The sword, it's already been destroyed. Without my knowing it, God guided my hand, see?
4: What? what is this?
2: A plowshare, made of metal, strong, true.
4: I'm not following, No, no. not at all.
2: <laughs> this, this ground of Gethsemane is full of stones. My, my wooden plow and my old back cannot till it any longer. When I found the sword, I went to the temple to ask God what I should do with this weapon. As I was praying, the words of Isaiah came to me. Come, let us climb the mountain of the Lord, for from Zion will come the law, from Jerusalem will come the word of the Lord. He will be judge of nations, the great arbitrator. No nation will will draw sword anymore and from their swords they will form plowshares. plowshares.
3: I still don't get
2: it. <laughs> I took the sword to a blacksmith. I had him transform it into a plowshare. Now I use it to till the Garden of Gethsemane, clearing rocks and, and thorns and, and roots, sowing seeds, planting plants. We. We'll have a bountiful harvest in this very spot where Jesus was handed over.
3: So the sword is transformed.
2: Yes. Transformed to be forever an instrument of peace.